0: This is the Cherryleaf Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Cherryleaf Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be looking at what skills do you need for creating a developer portal? It's a question we've had to ask ourselves in recent weeks, so we thought it'd be a good topic to cover on the podcast. So there are two ways that we can address this question. One is to look at it from a recruitment perspective, from a company that is looking to hire somebody. And the other side is from a training or personal improvement side, where you're looking to improve your skills, or you've got people in-house, you want to get involved in writing developer portal content, and you want to update or improve their skills
1: so let's start
0: with the recruitment side and then move on to looking at the training aspects the two are related and in fact the training one is probably more important but let's start with the recruitment side from the recruitment side there is currently a shortage of technical writers with the right skills and developers with the right skills to create good, high-quality developer portals. Now, part of that you could see as being that they just don't have the skills that are needed. But the other side is, and it's often the case, that it indicates that companies have too high expectations for candidates that they interview for job roles, that they put too much into the job description, and they're ending up, in searching for what are called unicorns. They're looking for people with skills, but people with all of the skills that they're listing just don't exist. And it is a common pitfall that I think many software companies fall into. And sometimes when they're advertising this role, the reason that causes this pitfall is that they want somebody who is both a great developer and a great technical writer. And the reality is that the two roles are two different career paths, two different roles. And it's rare that somebody is going to be good in both aspects. So you'll see job roles, job adverts, where they're looking for people with excellent writing skills and looking for people with experience of having written API documentation in the past and being able to program in JavaScript and Python and C, and goodness knows what else. And as I said, those people just rarely, rarely exist. So this means there is a need for training for people to improve their skills from both angles. From developers who are looking to improve their technical writing skills, so if they are tasked with writing the content as well as the API, or if they want to focus in on writing content That's one audience. And the other audience is technical writers who come from a technical writing background where they've been writing content aimed at end users who want to improve their skills and can write content for this more developer, more programmer-orientated audience. Because of the growth of APIs, this huge growth that there's been, there's opportunities for technical authors, technical writers, to get involved in doing more work to improve their skills to develop. For both audiences, in fact, there are a set of core skills that are needed when creating API-related documentation and developer portals. And that is the fundamental aspects of technical writing. The ability to write clearly and in a way that reduces any ambiguity to structure information so that it's clear when you're talking about one thing and clear when you're talking about something else. A clear structure in the sense that there's a predictability, there's a scent of information that makes it easy for the user to find the information they're looking for. And it involves writing in a topic-based way. So topics could be reused. Topics can be focused on certain types of information and they can be written in an optimal way suited to that type of information. So task-based information is written in a way that makes it easy for people to follow instructions. So typically that can involve numbered lists. And related to that, and the way in which topics are written, writing in a way that makes it easy for the user to be able to spot when they've gone wrong, and have information so they know what to do to resolve that mistake, to get out of that error. So that set of skills is needed for both audiences. And in fact, we have training courses for those two different audiences. We have a technical writing foundation course, which is aimed primarily at technical writers. And we have a technical writing for developers course, which has those core skills but is orientated or more focused towards developer documentation. But in addition to those core technical writing skills, for API-related documentation for developer portals, there are additional skills and experiences, expertise that is needed. Because the audience is different from other types of documentation. The audience is developers, it's a technical audience and the relationship between the documentation and the product is different as well. With many products, software and hardware products, you can sometimes use them without needing to read the guides. You can get by, you can struggle through, you can learn from your mistakes. With APIs, that's a lot harder if you don't know what resources are available, if you don't know the location of those resources, if you don't know how to sign up to get an API key, then it's almost impossible to use the API. For an API, the documentation in many ways is the product. So if we take the developers and that audience and those core writing skills, they'll want to know what does the audience want? What types of content should they provide on the developer portal? What is the best way of explaining complex topics, particularly, if the reader is unfamiliar with the complex topic. And they need to explain it to a programmer, perhaps, who may be less skilled, less experienced, or unfamiliar with this type of conceptual information or concept within the API. And they also need to be familiar with what's changing within developer portals, the emerging conventions and standards and styles to make sure that what the writing team creates is of a suitable quality compared to the competitors in the marketplace. For technical authors or technical writers, as they're called in the States, it's a slightly different requirement. They may not be familiar with what APIs are, they may not be familiar with how an API is used. They probably don't have much of a programming background. So for that audience, the skills and experience they need, in addition to those core writing skills is, they need to know what an API is. They need to, at a basic level, know how to use an API. That can mean using tools that don't require programming, so we don't necessarily have to have programming skills, but the ability to get information from an API, they really need that basic experience. They need to understand what the audience wants, again, like the developers do. Again, we need to know what type of content that the audience will want. And also they will need, like the developers, to know the emerging conventions and standards and styles. that other API portals that developers might be using that those portals are offering. So that the portal, the products are of a suitable quality. And again, specifically, I would say for technical writers, they need to know how technical that they need to go, what level of detail they need to go to. Do they need to to know how to write a code sample? Do they need to know how to write a basic program? Possibly, possibly not. Both audiences also need to know, for this type of content, what is the best way for presenting this type of information. So why have we been asking this question ourselves? And the answer is that it's been time for us to update our e-learning course on developing API documentation because in addition to those technical writing courses that we offer, we've also had, for a number of years, a course specifically aimed at how we create documentation focused on APIs. And the reasons for changing the course? Well, there are a number of them. One is around the exercises. So when we wrote the exercises for the courts, we thought we'd write them around APIs to do with hospitals. Because that was something that everyone understands, they understand what a hospital is, we've all got some experience of going to the doctors. And at that time, there was a big growth in an emerging API standard for healthcare called FHIR, the Fire standard. That meant that lots of APIs from lots of different vendors were all following the same structure and standard. And this was because governments and other bodies were saying that healthcare software, healthcare software must come with an API, and it must conform to the Fire standard. So there were a number of open APIs with the same resources. Since then, what's happened is, of course, we've had COVID. So talking about hospitals and people going into hospitals, it's not really appropriate for these times. I think people have had enough of talking about hospitals and medicine. And also because the fire standard has become accepted and adopted within that sector, a lot of the open fire demo and test APIs have closed down. So it's been a challenge for us to keep the exercises up to date. And like lots of situations with APIs, The documentation is also developing and changing and emerging and improving. There are now more recent approaches, standards, conventions that have emerged from different vendors, providers of APIs. And in addition to REST APIs, we now have formats such as GRPC APIs. Probably if we go back to when we originally designed the course, it was the case that lots of companies simply wanted their documentation to look like Stripe's API documentation. Stripe was the poster boy or poster girl within the API world. We've mentioned on previous podcasts that I've been involved with the Dev Portal Awards. And the winners from that are coming from a much more diverse background. We have winners from fintech, financial technology, But we've also got winners from the Internet of Things, from software companies, from databases, from large companies, small startups, and so on. And so there are many more ideas around as to how to create good content. And at Cherryleaf, we've learnt good practices from writing content for our customers. Over time, the tools have changed. There's many more tools around and different options. And also our original course was aimed primarily at technical writers who were unfamiliar with APIs. So we've taken the opportunity to change the course. So it's suitable for both technical writers and developers who might be involved in writing documentation. So let me share a little bit about the structure of the course and then some of the content that it covers. What we've decided to cover in the course are the basics that technical writers need to know what is an API, using an API, and then content that both developers and technical writers need to know. And that is the basics of writing API documentation, design patterns in documentation, by that I mean the look and feel and the structure of sites, the authoring tools that are out there, and managing an API project. But the main sections are on writing the API documentation. This is probably the one area where we've seen the biggest area of change in recent years. This is what we've seen through the Developer Portal Awards. And also through seeing what training recommendations are being made by Google to their internal teams in terms of the types of content that's provided So what we've done with this new course is structure the content section around the types of content that Google recommends its internal teams create for their APIs. Now, in reality, Google doesn't provide all of these types of content for all of their APIs. But it's important, we think, for people to be aware of these different types of content. And then they can make the decision as to whether they want to include them on their developer portal or not and to be aware of the best way of presenting these different types of content. And also to see examples from other companies as to how they have presented these different types of content. So let me share what those recommendations are that Google makes. And they are conceptual information. That is understanding the basic concepts of the API and the information that the API is providing. A cookbook. That's a walkthrough from beginning to end of a specific task, for example, getting a response or an application working. There's the API reference. There's a getting started guide. There can be tutorials, and there can be what's called collabs, or collaboratories, or code labs. There can be what Google calls one pages. Now, these are summaries of what the API or range or collection of APIs do, the benefits for using them, how to get started, the responses you'll get from them, how to get an API key, all of that information on a single page. Case studies. These are examples from other people that have used the API and the benefits that they've got from them. There can be cheat sheets, quick reference information for people to find specific, particular resources, ways to get information from the API. FAQs, Google recommends an FAQ, and we talk about the pros and cons of having FAQs. And release notes and change logs. So what we've done around the course is we go through those, showing examples of how that information can be presented. If you're interested in the course, what we've done is we've made an early release of the course, and we've included it in our Intermediate and Advanced bundle course. There's a little bit of development work needed on it. We need to add a few more exercises, and we've got to add a summary at the end. But the rest of the course is done, tested and published. And if you don't know about our Intermediate and Advanced course, it's a bundle of 10 courses, you can take one course, two, three, or all 10. You pay monthly and you can cancel at any time. So it's similar to Netflix. And if you'd like to take a look at some of the content in the courses, including this course on developer portals, you can see that at cherryleaf.teachable.com. It's probably worthwhile recapping, going back to that main question that we had at the start of the podcast. What skills are needed when developing a developer portal? It's still good, excellent technical writing skills. Being able to write clearly, to have a clear structure. It's having an empathy with the audience, understanding what their motivation is, what they need to know so that they can get the job done, so they can get on with what they want to do. In addition to that, it's understanding what APIs are, and more recently, it's an understanding of how other companies are presenting different types of content to answer those questions, those different types of documents that are being provided by Google and others. But what do you think? What other skills do you think those who are involved with creating developer portals need? You can let me know via Twitter and my Twitter handle is at Ellis Pratt or on LinkedIn. You can contact us via email, info at cherryleaf.com And we can revisit this topic in a future podcast episode. I think that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I look forward to the next time.